What's up, everyone? Spencer Sue here, your tech realtor of the Bay Area, and welcome to another weekly edition of our Friday Market Update. Every Friday, I take a look at any sort of local headline articles, but also see what is happening from a U.S. level in terms of real estate prices, along with mortgage rates, anything related to the economy that I wanted to point out. And then I, I then look and extract the data from the MLS uh, in most counties across the Bay Area so that you can see for yourself what is actually happening. And then I provide my thoughts um, to all these different articles and give you an idea of the latest updates because I do make offers every single week. So I have a pretty good idea of what's going on and I'm always willing and able to share that with you. However, before we begin, as usual, if you're renting right now, or if you're considering a trade up or some people may be divesting from their investment for their portfolio, given prices are, um, you know, it depends on which side you're on. There. It could be pretty high for yourself. You may want to divest some of your real estate portfolio, given how hot the market is. Let's talk. Never too busy for intros. And um, it's been a great way for me to connect with a lot of people through this medium. Uh, but without further ado, let's get going. So first and foremost, the local news is that the tech giant Amazon, actually in this case, Amazon Web Services. So basically they're likely a data center play buys a big chunk of Gilroy farmland. So for people that are in the area, you know, this is this looks like it's really close to the, uh, I think the outlet mall. So you have all the outlet centers here. You have this interesting piece of land here, right? Kind of in between a lot of commercial space. And then you have the Kaiser Gilroy. So if people, if Amazon themselves felt people were actually living in the Bay Area and companies can work anywhere, they would not be making this play right now. They, they bought it for four times the value of the property. But then again, it doesn't matter, right? Amazon is flush with cash. Um, they're very aggressive in terms of their growth. And they see this as an opportunity because they're using it in a different way. So when you think of value of, a, of, a, of an area, it's always dependent on how they would use it because they'll ultimately make a ton of money themselves once they have a data center up and running here in the Bay Area. But this is a likely data center play. I don't think it's going to be office space. If it is some offices, it might be a very few, but I can't imagine it being too much of an office space. Uh, Amazon has plenty of offices all across the core Bay Area. So I don't think they need more or didn't need a site in Gilroy. But from the data center play, uh, being closer to the companies has always been a play for a lot of companies. Um, so hosting as a hosting provider makes sense for them to do so closer, uh, the better. So really interesting to see. This was just uh, this week. So things are still clearly moving. And uh, these companies, especially big tech, still very aggressive when they when they think about commercial real estate. Now, US mortgage rates rise actually on risk assessment. So last week, I made the note that uh, there is now a 0.5% uh, point. So there's a fee 0.5% of the loan amount for all new refinances. Now, that's a fee that the government has imposed. Now, uh, as before, there's always a credit and debit balances. So you are still able to get at no cost if you wanted to today. However, your, that means your interest rate level will be a lot higher than it was just basically 10 days ago. So something to be aware of, rates have actually increased slightly. Still, I've, I, most of my clients have still been getting really competitive rates these days, but this is something just to be aware of and to track, right? Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. If this stays stagnant about the same level, it may increase. So for those that are on the fence, this is not a guarantee that interest rates will keep dropping. And that's why I tell people every, every single week, if it makes sense for you financially and you want to do so, 
don't try to time this. This is this is very difficult to time. People, I mean, no one would have guessed it also dropped by like 0.75% over the last couple of months either. So something to be aware of as you look into this. And if you're on the fence of making a decision, if you're refinancing, you still depends on your situation. Usually if you're about half a percent um, above what it currently is, it may be worth investigating to see if it, it makes sense for you to do so. And so even if you bought the last couple of months, it may already make sense to do so. So Take a look, talk to your local lender. Um, you're welcome to reach out to me. I can introduce you to my local lenders, um, but it's strongly worth at least discussing and having that conversation at the very least. It does not hurt. All right, so mortgage applications fall 3.3% and interest rates rise. It actually, this actually shows something really interesting. It shows that it's so um, tied to interest rates. Now there could be aspects as well as seasonality, I mean, we're, we're getting really close to September. I mean, September, which is crazy, is only in basically like 10 days. So there may be aspects that people, school has already been starting for a lot of people. Maybe people are less likely to move now. Um, so it will be interesting to see the activity levels moving forward, at least mortgage applications wise. This is one of the, the earliest indicators. However, for the most part, most of the barrier has been moving fairly quickly still. So. Um, we have more buyers and there is generally supply. So it'll be interesting to see what the balance is uh, over the next upcoming weeks. But it's an indicator right now, but I, I would be curious to track this over the next couple of weeks. Now, housing start report, housing starts report confirms housing market recovery. V-shaped recovery is no longer a question. For those that are tuning into the video side, I mean, I think we can all spell letters. Like, what does this look like to you? Is this a L shape? Is this a, a U shape, right? Um, it's clearly a V shape and it's been incredible. So if you look at a lot of the housing um, new builders, home builders, you can see all of them have hit record highs. Um, they certainly have, have passed what it was back in the March timeframe. They also have some of their own challenges right now, which is uh, lumber costs have, have increased really quickly because the supply hasn't been able to get picked up, but also demand was way faster than they have anticipated. So, but it's clear from a housing market perspective, uh, it's a straight V, it's a, it's a straight V curve. I mean, V shape, there's no way to hide that. So, so for, for those that are hoping for a, a COVID discount, um, it's, like I said, I do this report so people can be realistic of what is actually happening. So that's something to be, to note of, these are new projects. Um, and so home builders are, are super busy right now, just developing as fast as they possibly can, given how strong the market is. Um, the other good news, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac forbearance rates have dropped below 5%. So this is a, this is a pretty steep, uh, drop overall. The forbearance rate fell 23 basis points from the prior week to 7.21%. Um, really good signs. As I mentioned back in July, a lot of the forbearance was used really as an insurance policy. And even today, you can still get forbearance up to about a year um, without much penalty. So uh, you can always talk to your local lender to weigh in options uh, if it makes sense for you to do so. But a lot of people took it as an insurance policies. Uh, even those that have plenty of capital, they just did it because they could do it. And then as the weeks went on, things have continued to drop. And the the cases are the the COVID cases around the country seem to have been gotten gotten better. At least I know here in California, it certainly has, especially here in the Bay Area. So um, things seem to be slowly picking up. And 
what's very underestimated is just how much stimulus that is in the economy. So if things actually go back to where it was even close to it, because of how much stimulus, stimulus it, it, there has been, it's more of a, a rocket ship of what happens in terms of the rebound. It's like a slingshot, right? So um, just be on the lookout. Like there could be some interesting uh, surprises upward. And if you look at the stock reports and the company reports of all the earnings calls, they've been like incredible. Look at like Target was a recent one. They blew it out. Um, obviously, big tech was a huge benefactor. Uh, so, so look at the reports, like the earnings reports are like really, really good, um, for a lot of industries. So really interesting to see that data and you want to track that because that they're clearly giving guidance, but they're also clearly showing what, what's been going on on their end. So that's a really good, uh, in a way to have insights as to what's actually happening in the American economy. The other thing in terms of, um, you know, we, we hear a lot of this, these conversations about potential rent evictions, a uh, memoratorium, and just people not paying rent and everybody leaving the expensive areas like in San Francisco and so on and so forth. But the reality is like, you look mid August rent payments tick up to near normal levels. Um, we're just off from 2% of last year in terms of rent payment collections. So, you know, I mean, even though stimulus checks um, are still coming through, like as of right now, it's like, it's still really, really good. Um, so I would have thought there'd been more distress, uh, when it comes to rent payment. And I would have thought there would be more of an opportunity than from a multifamily space, uh, investment perspective, but you know, I'm in this case, I'm, I'm wrong. And that's why we look at the data and then we have to potentially reassess, um, the current environment. So as of right now, it's like nothing that special. I mean, it's only 2% off from last year. So it's near, near, near normal. So there's not much arbitrage going on in the multifamily space or apartment space, which is the interesting part here. All right. So let's go take a look at the data. So this is, as, as I mentioned, every week I cover the data. I extract information from the MLS so you can see it for yourself, what is actually happening on a week-by-week -week basis in most counties across the Bay Area. So in terms of San Mateo County, we have new listings at 167. You can see it's about, about the same um, throughout the, the last several weeks. Nothing changed. List price decrease, about the same. Nothing has changed. Transactions falling through. I mean, there's, it's, a, it's slightly higher than last week, but not the highest. But the, the one that is interesting is the total contingent pending. This is a pretty high amount, 182 relative to the previous weeks. So it's really interesting to see that as picked up significantly. So this number is higher than the amount that are coming on every week. These are on a week-by-week -week basis of how many are coming on. So shows shows you like how things how fast things move. Now, from a price perspective, still really strong, right? August, I mean, really strong. I mean, we we only have about ten days left of the month. Um, record highs across the board for single family as an asset class. For condos, townhomes, relatively flat in a sense. If you look at it over a longer period. Now, August is going to be looking like it's going to be about the same levels as it was in April. Now, keep in mind that some of these data points, right? So March, April, when it closes, so April, a lot of it, when it closed, people were already in contract in March. And that's when, you know, March is when the shelter, mid-March is when the shelter in place happened. So initially, people were not as interested in that asset class because maybe they wanted a bigger space. But you can see over time, given how low interest rates are and still people want to live in the peninsula, that prices have uh, have have gone up.
but it's all relatively flat. So I wouldn't be surprised. There's not as much competition for condos, townhomes. Um, that's just what's going on. Single family certainly is a lot of competition, but condos, townhomes, relatively flat prices, not too much competition. So it's not too difficult to get. Santa Clara residential. So numbers, there are more listings, 428 versus what it was before. However, at the same time, it just also meant there's a lot more contingent that's pending too. So there's 438 that are contingent pending, which is a pretty high amount. Um, it's only been like that in the last, you know, a few times over the or since I've been tracking it. So the key to note here is the contingent pending levels are still higher than new listings a week. So the absorption rate is going very fast. Now, price-wise, looks like it's starting to slow down. Um, so August a little bit weaker than July. Granted, July was record highs, and this is for single-family residential. In terms of townhomes, condos, relatively flat. Nothing too exciting to report there. Contra Costa County. Contra Costa County, as I brought up in several different ones of my reports, one of the hottest markets in the Bay Area. If you can look at these numbers from May to August, it's gone up 180,000, 190,000 in three months, which is about uh, 20 to 25% increase in three months. So Contra Costa County on fire, like literally super hot there. Um, lots of competition. I I've lost against all cash offers there, which is very rare um, because most people are not buying in all cash, especially why in a sense, you can just leverage the record low interest rates, but it's happening there. So people have plenty of money. It's likely a lot of people from SF that are just buying a second house. Um, they have a condo in SF. They want a bigger place. You can get a huge house in the area like Brentwood, Antioch, Concord uh, for under a million or around a million bucks. But as you can see, it has increased very quickly. And August is, is still no different. We're still saying record highs there. So it's gone up very quickly. Uh, it's gone up fast. Um, it's, it's gone up a lot. And it's moving very quickly too. All, all properties are selling basically within one week. Um, in terms of condos, townhomes, interesting enough, as you saw, most areas have been relatively flat. But given their price points are significantly lower than the rest of uh, the counties that we saw previously, we also have record highs for condos, townhomes out in Contra Costa. So that means a lot of first-time buyers because of something at this average price range of under about 600000 there are plenty of options for 3.5% down even today. So a lot of first-time buyers will like to go there. So why pay your $3,000 a month rent in San Francisco for a one-bedroom when you could probably get a two, three-bedroom for this amount? And you'll be paying less too. That's how crazy it is. So something to be aware of. That's what's going on there. Alameda, not much special to report. I mean, we're still hitting record highs, but it's been kind of a, a gradual increase. Nothing dramatic. Condos, townhomes, slight, continuous slight increase. Um, but nothing, nothing crazy. So San Francisco residential, I, I did a report or I did a, a very last minute video on Monday because I got the same, you know, report, um, from a lot of people in terms of the, the mass exodus and how much inventory there is. So this one, I wanted to go a little bit deeper. So give you, give you an idea what's actually happening from a data perspective. Um, and so that you can make your own decision as, as to what this means. So, um, what's happening right now, this is as updated as of this morning. So there's 132 homes that have sold in August uh, in terms of single family, 114 condos. In terms of inventory levels, you can see the ratio. 367 are on the market right now for single family. 
and 238 went contingent and pending this month. So it's a pretty good ratio uh, in, in terms of what's available and what's left. So it's not overly dramatic. People are not uh, having an exodus for single family homes. People just are comfortable living in a single family home. You have plenty of space that you may need. Now, the problem is the condo market. So the condo market, over a thousand um, properties on the market as we speak right now. And in terms of pending contingent, there's only 334 pending. And, and as I mentioned, 114 closed so far in August. So this is a very big, um, I mean, there's a very big difference clearly in terms of the options. Now, the interesting part though, is look at the average prices. Average prices have interesting continued to increase over the months. So as, as I brought up on the last report, there's not much distress that people are having. They want to sell. They want to get rid of the apartment so they can do something else with that property, but there's not that much pressure for them to sell. Hence why properties are at this price. Now you never know. There may be different people that really want to sell and you may be able to get it for below market, but understand that the market is still increasing there. Interesting enough, given how low interest rates are. So something to be very mindful of as you think about if you want to buy in the San Francisco market. Um, because this is what's actually happening. Now, what you'll see in terms of what I pulled is days on market. So properties for single family that are that are listed with that are listed um, sold within zero to 30 days, 76% of the time. And then they sell typically for about 77% above list price. Now, after it goes over 30 days, then there's more opportunities to they either lower their price themselves or there's some slight opportunity to buy below. Uh, what they listed at but you can see it's not much of a variance it's all really close and, and there's not a whole lot in terms of data now condos on the other hand is different right so condos even though people are not pricing it very high these days it's still not selling very quickly 55 percent are selling within 30 days so it's still moving um selling slightly above if it does move so there are some that may be slightly competitive maybe two offers and then you also see you know there's a good amount about a total of 40% that go that sells between 30 to 90 days, which is a high percentage. I mean, that's a that's pretty slow. And even then, they're only selling for about uh, between one to four percent below the new list price. So, so it's something to be mindful of, right? If you're looking to buy, it's not necessarily a bad time to buy. It's not you know an amazing time either. It's just it's it's all in circumstance. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the months, but as of right now, prices continue to increase, right? Albeit slowly, but prices are still increasing. All right. So that will wrap up this weekly edition of my market update. Thank you so much for tuning in as usual. I'm excited to announce that, um, on my YouTube channel, which is my little fledgling, uh, video section, I've had th over 300 subscribers. So if you're watching this on my social media, be sure to check it out on YouTube and you can subscribe there and that way you won't miss any videos. Um, and then podcasts, I've been able to get over 800 downloads, which is absolutely amazing for all of you that are listening on the podcast and, and everyone tuning in live on my social media. Thank you so much for tuning in as usual. And thank you for your time. Hope you guys have a great Friday and have an even better weekend. Have a good one. Bye now. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade up for a bigger home or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan.
I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.